back to the Live AD 33 podcast, where you want to live in view of the cross of Christ and give current events eternal perspective. I'm your host, George Hellowa, and we're glad you're here today. So one of the privileges I, I have working with young adults is they are a, uh, a curious bunch of people. They ask questions. I encourage questions because I believe that in our faith, there's really nothing that is not eligible to, to discuss and nothing that we shouldn't inquire about. Because if the Bible is supposed to impact every, every area of our life, then there should really be no area of our life that's off topic. There should be nothing that we cannot talk about. So what I've done with the group that I work with is I've opened the door for them to ask questions. I've opened the door for them to to have discussions and to, 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 to ask, literally to ask me anything. And so what we did a couple of months ago is we put forth a bunch of questions and I thought, this podcast would be a great place to answer some of those questions, to wrestle with some of the things that, they, that they're wrestling with, hopefully to answer them in, in some, some way, some form that is encouraging not just to uh, the class and the people that I teach, but also uh, to everyone else who's listening out there. Because I think that these are questions that are relevant. And I used to have a teacher say that if, if you're asking the question, uh, you can be rest assured that someone else is wondering the same thing as well. So, we're going to take a look at some of these questions and kind of a question of the day uh, project that we're going to do here. So bear with me as we sit through these. And of course, if you have any other responses to what we're talking about, you can always email me at live 8033 at gmail.com. Any other input? And uh, we'll kind of take it from there. So here we go. So the first question we're going to talk about today is something I think that is foundational to where we are as Christians. It's a question that anybody who has spent any amount of time studying the claims of the Bible or has studied the claims of science has come across. And it's it's simply this. Is there a biblical way to explain the scientific evidence that have supported the theory of evolution? We know the story of the creation, but how does that play into what science has found? Now, I'm glad that somebody asked this question because I believe that it plays into the trope that science and faith, that uh, reason and faith are mutually exclusive things. That if you have faith, you're probably not going to be believe in science or be a science denier. But if you have science, if you believe in science, as it were, that you're going to not be a person of faith. And I, I think that that's fundamentally a false uh, presupposition because some of the greatest discoveries uh, of our science come about as people who were believers, who believed that the world we lived in was created and had a design. And if there was a design, a designer, they would be able to discover it, to understand it, to track it. And so science was based on this idea that the world was knowable, that we could understand it if we asked the right questions and looked into the right places and, and tried to comprehend the fingerprints of the designer. So I think asking this question, is there a biblical way to explain the scientific evidence supporting the theory of evolution, really kind of throws at this idea that the two things are diametrically opposed to each other. Now, full disclosure, I am a six-day creationist, and I am a six-day creationist because that's what the Bible says, and I believe that the scientific evidence supports it. So when we talk about evidence, we have to ask the question, what evidence are we talking about? Because, depending on your presupposition, we'll talk about that more in a second, there is plenty of physical evidence to support a creation model. All right? And when we ask the question about evolution, what kind of evolution are we talking about? 
microevolution or macroevolution because there's a huge difference. Microevolution can basically be defined as adaptation, whereas macroevolution is typically defined as one thing becoming another thing. You know, maybe that would be birds be, uh, coming out of dinosaurs. And there are people who say that modern-day birds are the descendants of, of dinosaurs. So that would be macro uh, evolution. But the question that we really want to focus on here, the issue of this whole question is what lens do we observe the evidence? Because the interpretation of facts is often determined by our presuppositions. And in our case, as Christians, the most obvious is, do we believe the Bible? Do we believe what the Bible says about creation? Do we believe that the Bible is true as God's word? That's a huge thing. In fact, in Hebrews 11, when the Bible talks about living by faith, he says that by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what was seen was not made out of the things that are visible. In fact, the next part of that question is, uh, does science support it? And if we examine the data, do the facts line up? It's incongruous to think that science and the Bible are at odds with each other. In fact, look, science seeks to explain the natural world, right? That's the whole point of science, to observe things. Scientific method tells us to observe things, to come to an understanding of them. And the Bible, by telling us that there's a designer, guarantees that we will find evidence of that design, it predicts what we should find in our examination of science. And as yet, there's been no earth-shaking scientific discovery that has discredited the Bible. The great example of this whole idea of presuppositions, uh, look no further than the Grand Canyon. To an evolutionist, they would say, look, there's billions and billions of years of sediment and deposit that have built up over time. And by looking at the canyon strata, we see evidence of an old earth then you'll get a uh, creationist who's going to look at that and say, this is the work of a global flood, moving billions of tons of rock and dirt in a short amount of time and is evidence of a catastrophic event, and that lines up with Genesis chapter 6. So again, presuppositions, the glasses that we look through, often determine how we interpret the same facts, the same evidence. So why is this important? Well, the Bible is not a science textbook, but it is definitely the lens through which we examine the evidence that's presented to us. It makes declarations about the natural world that we have to use science to examine, just like the flood of Genesis 6. And if you come from a different presupposition, one that doesn't include God, if you're wearing a different set of glasses, then the lens through which you perceive the evidence will be different, and you'll most likely come to a completely different conclusion. However, the more I read the Bible, the more I study it, the more I am convinced that there is no conflict between science and the Bible, that science actually supports the claims of what the Bible says. So about a year ago, I had the privilege of going to New York City, and my hotel was right across from the Natural History Museum. So of course, my family and I, we went in there and enjoyed one of the greatest dinosaur exhibits I've ever I got to actually touch a dinosaur bone. That was pretty amazing. But on top of that, we went to the planetarium. And the planetarium at the Natural History Museum is world-class, one of the best anywhere. And you can go inside and you can watch the movie. And the movie is hosted by Neil deGrasse Tyson, an avowed atheist. And it talks about dark energy. It talks about this 
force holding the universe together, things that scientists can't entirely explain. And what's pretty fascinating about this is that Tyson admits that our understanding our, of the universe, of all the matter in the universe, only accounts for 4%, 4% of the universe, of the matter in the universe is known to us. And so I feel like that leaves a lot of room for questions. It leaves a lot of room for caution and being careful not to make cosmological absolutes based on this amount of evidence. So now anybody paying attention is going to say, yeah, but isn't that what you're doing with the Bible? Are you just taking and God created the heavens and the earth and saying from this verse that you're not taking the whole body of evidence into account, that I'm making this leap of faith, as it were, in a cosmological absolute. Okay, that's a fair statement, and I'll own that. But I want to make sure that we're putting this idea of reason versus faith on equal footing, okay? Uh, Atheist and actor Ricky Gervais uh, recently said that if you got rid of the religious books, that they wouldn't come back the same. But if you got rid of science books, that in a thousand years they would say the same thing. But that's not necessarily true, okay? Here's why. Our science books don't say the same thing they did 100 years ago, let alone 1,000 years ago. In fact, many of them have changed their tune completely about things that they used to say, and now they say something else entirely. The whole concept of uh, evolution is a relatively young proposition. And here's the, the fact of the matter is, I doubt that they'll say the same thing in another 100 years from now. So what I mean is that science still doesn't have all the answers. And it is an act of faith to believe that things that we don't understand now are going to be answered by science in the future. See, that's where this argument of faith versus reason falls apart because a scientist who cannot explain everything about the natural universe but believes that eventually we'll get all the answers is pretty much using the same language that the Christian believer is using when they say, I see dimly through a glass now, but I know that in time I will see clearly. I don't see everything now, but I have faith that everything will be made clear and everything will be laid bare. Those are very similar claims. Right now, the science we do have doesn't conflict with anything the Bible teaches. But I do think that the interpretation of those claims, that the interpretation of the claims of science as viewed through the lens of atheism or agnosticism can cause us to be to draw very, very different conclusions. All right, so where is all of this taking us? What is the whole point of this conversation? So the original question was, is there a biblical way to explain the scientific evidence that has supported the theory of evolution? I don't think we need to try to explain away the scientific evidence because I think when viewed through the proper lens, the scientific evidence also supports the biblical narrative. And the second part of that question is is that we know the story of the creation, but how does that play into what science has found? I think it plays in very well to what science has found. I think it supports it very well. At its heart, what this is really about This is a question about what are the presuppositions that I'm bringing to the table? What is the lens that I choose to view the evidence that is presented to me through? And that's the hardest thing in this discussion is is people are unwilling to remove their glasses. And I think as Christians, we should be bold enough to look through the lens of the 
atheists to look through the lens and examine some of that evidence so that we have a, a great understanding of where they're coming from. But I don't think that we should be afraid of what we see looking through that lens because the more we examine the claims of science, the more we see the fingerprints of our designer God, our great creator God. Now I'll be the first to admit I am not a scientist. I am a pastor, and I tend to look at things from a shepherd's point of view, and I have no problem with that. I will stay in my lane. I'm not going to get into a discussion about scientific evidence and all of those things, but I am trying to look at things through the lens of how are we looking at the evidence, and I think that's the bigger picture here. If you want some really good insight, there's some great resources out there. Uh, at At a base level, you can watch the movie is Genesis History. You can find it on Netflix. You can find it on Amazon. I think it provides a good balance of scientific evidence with interpretation. Check out their website, isgenesishistory.com. You can look at the Institute for Creation Research and a lot of their resources. They will have the science to back up their claims and an interpretation of what they're looking at. And their website is icr.org. So I'll be the first to admit this might have been a big one to chew on for the first question of the day. Uh, somebody out there who is much more science-minded will tell me to stay in my lane. I get it. That's fine. But like I said, this is a, a pastoral issue. This is a Christian issue. This is a faith issue. And I think it falls under the qualifications of something worth talking about and something that comes up a lot in our classrooms, in our conversations, because everyone wants to know what happened to the dinosaurs. As Christians, we don't need to be afraid of science. But it is important that we look at the evidence that's presented to us with God's eyes and through God's word. So what do you think? As Christians, do we need to stick our fingers in our ears and put a blindfold on when it comes to talking about matters of science? Or can we believe that the word we live by has all the answers when it comes to the world we live in? Well, that's our show. For this and other episodes, make sure you go to live8033.com. And for questions and comments, you can email us at live8033 at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. You can subscribe through Apple Podcasts. And if you really like it, make sure you share it with your friends. Hopefully it'll be a blessing to them as well. Our music today is by Lee Rosevere. My name is George Helloa, and you've been listening to the Live AD 33 podcast, where we want to live in view of the cross of Jesus Christ and give current events eternal perspective. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time.